It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Good evening, and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time, that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's 3 p.m. on the West Coast, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, July 31st, 2022, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and we are back live from sweltering Austin, Texas, <laughs> with another great program. And Art Mendoza, the entertainment producer of the program, is here to make the show smoothly as usual. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined from L.A. by sex and intimacy coach Zoe Kors. Zoe is going to be on the program to discuss her new book, Radical Cultivate the Deeply Connected Relationships You Desire and Deserve, and about creating intimate relationships that go beyond sex, no matter our age. And later in the program, I'll be discussing self-care through staying in rhythm with the summer heat as a way to remain um, passionate when we're sweltering. And after the show, you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with any website links or other important information that we discuss on the program. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-B-TalkRadio.com slash your golden years and it'll also be on apple Podcasts. and for information from this program from previous programs go to my website drmaricarpel.com and you can also hear the program on my website all the programs for the past eight and a half years will be on my website also on blogtalkradio.com slash your golden and on apple podcasts and for upcoming shows and Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Tell Your Golden Years. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by AMightyGoodTime.com. Wondering what to do after you're 50? How about having a mighty good time? It's free to search, free to post, and much more. Whether it's in person or virtual, anything can be found to fill your day connecting with others. So be more active and start connecting with other people. Go to amightygoodtime.com. That's amightygoodtime.com. All right. We're going to take a brief break so we can play a couple of our other briefs commercials, uh, but don't go anywhere because it's going to be a very brief break. and when we come back, we'll be joined by sex and intimacy coach Zoe Kors. Go anywhere, we'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Golden years, golden years. 
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us from L.A., sex therapist and relationship therapist Zoe Corbett. And she's here to discuss her new book, Radical Intimacy, and to talk about creating intimate relationships that go beyond sex no matter our age. Welcome, Zoe. Hi, Dr. Mara. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I just want to mention before we go any further for you and also for our listeners, there's like about a half a second delay when we talk like this. So it's good to keep that in mind so we don't trip each other up. Um, How are things over there in L.A.? Um, they're they're wonderful and warm. <laughs> it's definitely summer here as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been crazy a crazy summer. Yeah, um, but I'm glad sure. to have you on the program. Um, I'm so happy to be so, here. So thank you for the invitation. So so Zoe, before we jump into this this hot topic. Um, why don't you give our listeners a little bit uh, about your background? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks so much. So I um, have been doing this work as a sex and intimacy coach for about um, somewhere between 12 and 14 years. Um, and what that means, what a sex and intimacy coach does is um, I help people um, create the best sex life or intimate life that, um, that they can have. Um, so that looks like many different things to different people. Some people come with sexual dysfunction. Some come with trauma. Some come as a couple um, that have been together a long time and they're sort of looking to refresh their intimate life. Some people aren't having sex at all. Some people are having plenty of sex, but it doesn't feel connected and um, and loving or all that it could be in their mind. So um, I also do quite a bit of work with um, couples that are healing from sex addiction and betrayal trauma. Um, so that's a very specific kind of work um, in the sexuality field um, with a specific kind of um, challenges. And so, you know, that's kind of what I do. I'm also a um, the, the resident sex and intimacy coach at a sexual wellness app called Coral. Um, I love doing that world in the sex tech industry. And then, as you mentioned, I wrote a book that was published um, a few months ago called Radical Intimacy, Cultivate the Deeply Connected Relationships You Desire and Deserve. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds it. Um, yeah. 
And let can we talk about what that means? The first of all, I guess, what is radical intimacy? And then I want to talk about the second part, the subtitle, cultivating deeply connected relationships. Um, yeah. Um, so radical intimacy, the reason why I, I call my model of intimacy radical is because so many of us um, sort of conflate the terms sex and intimacy. And sex is certainly one part of intimacy, one kind of intimacy, but, um, but there's so much more to having a, a connected relationship. And when you talk about um, all the different ways that intimacy can show up in your life, um, there's emotional intimacy and what I call energetic intimacy, which you'll see show up in like shared experiences or imagine, you know, going to a concert and having a moving experience with 20,000 people, you know, in an auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an intimacy there that happens and um, yet it's not quite emotional and it's certainly not physical. So what is it, you know? And so, I've sort of broken down the three kinds of intimacy and then also the three levels of intimacy. So um, there's intimacy with ourselves, first and foremost. We tend to think of intimacy as something that happens with with something outside of ourselves. And, um, And what we miss is that there's a huge opportunity to cultivate intimacy with ourselves first. And that, in turn, makes us all the more capable of connecting with other people. Um, So I guess when I use the word radical, what I mean by that is sort of this vast dimensional um, kind of experience of intimacy that isn't just shared with one other person in the way that we tend to think about it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I know you you talk, you write a lot in the book about, you know, deeply connected relationships. That's in your subtitle. And, you know, I'm not sure that everybody who's in a relationship, even if they're having a lot of physical intimacy, um, are are feeling really connected in their relationships. Um, so what what's the difference? Yeah. Um, so the difference is, um, as, I, as I sort of just alluded to, the, the, we can only meet each other to the extent that we can meet ourselves, right? So a lot of people come to me and they don't feel connected to their partner and they want a more of an emotional connection, but, the, but their partner isn't particularly um, connected to themselves, meaning um, they you know, you can ask them how they feel and they won't really have words to describe it. They haven't done a lot of work on themselves and gotten to know sort of the the deeper levels of themselves. They're just sort of skimming the surface of their lives, not thinking too much about it. And um, so what what makes people feel when you can share what's going on under that level, beneath that level, um, from an emotional standpoint. So I get a lot of couples come to me where one feels like they don't, um, they're craving more emotional intimacy. They don't really particularly feel 
inspired to share physical intimacy until there's more of an emotional connection. And then the other partner that they're dealing with feels like they are sort of a physical intimacy type and they really want a physical connection in order to feel safe enough to open up emotionally. And so they're at odds with each other. So um, Mm. intimacy and connection like that, deeply connected relationships mean different things to different people. And so when you have a partner, um, one of the things that, that I aim to do in the book is to teach you different ways of connecting with each other. Um, there's no one right way. There are different styles. There are different needs and sensibilities. And so um, having that deep connection means being able to know ourselves so that we can make ourselves available to the other person, either physically or emotionally or energetically. And then also being able to understand your partner and what makes them feel connected and feel safe enough to open up and be vulnerable and then nourish each member of a, of a partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you write in the book about emo- being emotionally independent. And I, I think that some people might confuse that to being kind of distant and in your own world, do you saying. Um, how How is it possible to be emotionally independent and also be emotionally intimate with another person at the same time? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. Emotional independence doesn't mean um, uh, not sharing emotions. It means not allowing your emotions to be dictated by um, your partner or your expectations of what your partner um mm-hmm should or shouldn't say or do. And and it's not just your partner. It can be anybody. It can be, um, you know, I use the example in the, in the book about like driving and having somebody, you know, like give you the finger when you're, or yell at you while you're driving and not being roped into that and not even reacting. And um, that's sort of emotional independence. And mm. actually being able to, you know, like, blow that person a kiss or smile at that person and wish them well and, and not be, not just not react um, and not, you know, react in terms of your behavior, but also react in terms of your psychological or mental or emotional state as well. Just recognizing that Mm -hmm. that person's reaction has nothing to do with you in actuality. Okay. All right. I got it now. (laughs) So it's, it's being able to, you know, it, it, uh, having that level of equanimity um, where... Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now... Um, you know, I was just going to say that Don Miguel Ruiz in the in the Four Agreements, right. he, he says, like, don't take everything personally. You know, right. don't understand that, that like, you know, we're all operating with each other through filters. It's one thing when it's the, the, the person in the car or the cashier at the supermarket, but when it's your partner and you've got layers and layers and layers of history, um, it gets trickier, of course. But there's an aspect of really being so solid and so okay with yourself that you know you can feel yourself start to go down the rabbit hole of reactivity 
um, that is based on history, either with your partner or in your own history with, you know, the particular uh, circuitry that your upbringing wired you with, you know, your, your, um, the baggage that you, that you come with. Um, you can start to feel when you're circling that rabbit hole and the, in, the emotional independence is being able to self-regulate, to, to choose whether mm-hmm. you're going to go down that rabbit hole or not. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So now I'm going to jump a little bit here to um, focusing on people over 50 or over 60 or even older um, who Mm -hmm. might not, you know, our bodies change as we get older. Um, You know, things change in the sexual relationship between intimate partners. Um, How can older people or middle-aged and older people, I guess, um, maintain a a satisfying level of intimacy in their relationships when all these changes are happening? A lot of them are things that, you know, people aren't even taught about. They just kind of come as a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I am a member of that population, so I, uh-huh. from from firsthand knowledge of what happens to your body. <laughs> um, right. You right. know, here's the thing, Dr. Mara. We are taught, right? We are our de facto sex education in this country is pornography, and we are taught basically how to have sex like a 20 year old, and we are not really taught how to like the full range of options that we have. So one of the things that I do, no matter what age uh, a couple is or a person is that comes to me in my practice, one of the things that I, that I do first and foremost is to, is to say, look, we forget everything you think you know about having sex, forget everything you, you think you know about your body, the way your body functions, the way your partner's body functions. And Think of, of sex as a pleasure laboratory. It's not about the finish line. It's not about performance. It's about pleasure. It's about, let, you know, enter into a laboratory of pleasure and run experiments how good we can make each other feel. Um, so a lot of the things that, um, you know, if a, if a body doesn't behave the same way, if it doesn't become as, hard as it used to, or it doesn't become as lubricated as it used to. There are so many ways to make ourselves and each other feel good and experience pleasure and all of that, um, no matter what the actual physical acts look like, it's all intimate. It's all lovely and beautiful and heart opening and mind blowing and soul stirring. And so Really, um, what I think the key to having a, a, a wonderful, satisfying, intimate life, you know, up until the very last moments is to um, forget the, the idea that it should look any one way and to 
Um, you know, there are toys, there are lubricants, there are all kinds of things that can make up for and, and support the body in, uh, you know, doing what it needs to do in order to have a pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you know, you talked about, you know, intimate relationships also being, you know, based on emotional intimacy. And um, sometimes as people get older, their desire for a sexual relationship is is decreased. Um, how can you keep the emotional intimacy going when the when the desire is decreasing? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that um, you know, desire is not necessarily and like equally correlated to an emotional intimacy, and and in fact, I. I have couples regularly that come to me that are that feel like best friends that feel super emotionally connected um and the desire is not there and so we work on balancing those things um and so I think that you know really as we get older we become it's not the physical changes that make us less available emotionally to our partner it's actually the way we handle uh, aging, the way we mentally think about aging and the way we see ourselves. So a lot of it has to do with mindset. A lot of it has to mm-hmm. do with shifting the cultural narrative and not uh, not internalizing the cultural narrative about age. Um, you know, regularly, um, you know, letting your partner know how much you love and adore them and how beautiful they are to you and how beautiful their wrinkles are or how beautiful, you know, the effects of gravity make them look or, you know, I mean, this is an adventure and, um, you know, there's an opportunity. The more time we spend grieving the loss of our youth, the less we are available to, enjoy what's happening right here in the moment. You know, there are so many benefits mm-hmm. to to aging. There are so many benefits to aging um, that, you know, it's like, this is what it is. Let's enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you you know, you make a really good point that the physical is not, doesn't have to demand the emotional um, closeness and intimacy because, you know, I've seen a lot of um, relationships end or become really distant um, because of one or or both having increased uh, sexual interest or ability, whether it's because of age or medical issues. And sadly, they they become very distant emotionally to each other. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Mara, you you probably can um, weigh in on this too. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we're sort of taught that these things take care of themselves and that you only, you only work on a relationship when there's a problem, when it's broken and it needs to be fixed. And I see things differently. I think that, you know, we work on our financial wellness, we work on our physical fitness, we work on our health and wellness, and we should be working on our relational wellness and our sexual wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't think that, you know, to, to the idea that we just sort of let things uh, wither without any sort of care and intentional, um, you know, cultivation uh, of intimacy over time, it just seems like we're doing ourselves and each other an injustice. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that happens uh, much of the time because people just don't know what to do or they don't, or there is a lot of stigma around, um, you know, bodily changes or just don't know how to, how to work on the relationship? Uh, I I think, yeah, I think there are two things. One is that people um, don't know how to work on a relationship. I think they, they you know, they, to, to seek um, support uh, or some sort of work on a relationship means that there's something wrong. And, um, and I also think that people wait because, because we don't talk about it, because we live in a culture that, um, I mean, the stigma around mental health is getting a little bit better. But, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's taken like a lot of drastic measures and a lot of mental illness to, um, to open up that conversation. So relationship is the same way. Marriage is the same way. Long-term monogamous partnership is the same way. Um, we don't know how to do that work. And so seeking help, people wait until it's way too late, until there's so much damage done. And then on top of that, I think it's not just age with, um, with sexuality. Yes, that's another compounding uh, problem. But I think that there's also um, a lot of shame around sexuality to begin with. So mm-hmm. there are people mm-hmm. who never have enjoyable sex. There are people who never really learn what is possible for them. You know, it's, there's such a stigma around um, sex education and sexual wellness and, um, and, and sort of having an alternative to the sort of patriarchal porn-based, um, you know, framework of sexual expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that doesn't really ring true for so many people, and people are craving. Um, people of men and women and everywhere in between are really craving um, a more healthy, loving, authentic way to express themselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that we we really um, would benefit, everybody would benefit, society would benefit, individuals would benefit from mm-hmm. um, opening up and talking about this. Right. Right. Well, you mentioned earlier about, you know, understanding our feelings. And I think there are a lot of people who really have their feelings so closed off that there's, you know, they're just not able to do that or even admit that there's an issue with their own being being intimate with themselves. Yeah. And that's a lonely so, place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So the English say living so, a, a life of quiet desperation, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is the app? What is the sexual wellness app? Yeah, Coral is uh, Coral, C-O-R-A-L, um, like the color or the reef. 
Um, Coral is a, um, it's an app on your phone and it has several different features. You can um, identify in the onboarding. We ask all kinds of questions about what you're dealing with, why you're here, what you hope to get out of this. Um, and then we have, we, we suggest a journey. So if someone is in a relationship and they have what we call desire discrepancy, where one partner wants sex a lot more than the other one. Then we have a journey that we take you on with content that you consume and exercises that you do. So it's part learning, part, uh, part uh, exercises and, and what we call playing. And then uh, we also have a community, a very large, rich, um, lovely supportive community where you can have discussions with other people using the app about a variety of different topics and um, you can post your own topics and um, and then we also have like a feature where we have a dedicated couples chat so then we prompt you every day you connect your accounts and you have separate from your text thread on your regular phone um, I mean, your regular text thread. Then we have a private mm-hmm. little in-app uh, chat thread, and we, we pr- prompt you with different things to do with your partner or say to your partner, easy things that are short and don't take a, a ton of energy, but help you get connected um, and help you sort of cultivate what it is that you're missing in your relationship. Um, ah. So it's fun. Yeah, we also have live events. I I host, you know, live events via Zoom. Um, so that's fun. Um, it's really, it's a great community and it's a great space to normalize talking about sex in a healthy way. Do people have to be a couple to be, to use the app? Can somebody no. by themselves use it? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's for individuals and couples. Um, and we have a lot of exercises and content for individuals who are um, not in a relationship at the moment. So mm-hmm, you can, mm-hmm. the, the best way to find out more about the app is to go to getcoral.app on the, on the internet or go to wherever you buy apps, the app store, and look up uh, Coral Sexual Wellness. Coral Sexual Wellness. Okay. I'll be, I'll be posting that on my um, post about this show on my website. So if you Great. go right there and look it up. And, and do you do um, coaching um, across the country or is it all in person in, in L.A., in the L.A. area? Um, I do all my work uh, remotely, even before the pandemic. I coach people all over the world via Zoom. So I don't even have an office where I see people um, in person. Uh, I do some retreats. Some people come out, fly out, or I fly to them, and and we, you know, we find a space or hotel or their home or whatever. But for the most part, um, I, I do weekly sessions via Zoom. Okay, great. So you're very yeah. accessible. Yeah. Um, yes. So if people are interested in finding out more about you and your coaching and also about the book, um, what would be the best way to do that? Um, um, That's the hub of all things Zoe. You can find out about the book, about 
uh, a podcast that I have called the Radical Intimacy Podcast. Um, I have some courses and uh, and contact information. All of that is there. You can buy the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or anywhere that you buy books. Um, it's on a major publisher, so it's easy to get. Um, and that's Radical Intimacy. Great. Okay. And again, I'll be posting that on my website post so people can just click on it and they can find you. Um, and the the podcast, is that is that a weekly podcast? Um, I have a season one. I did a weekly, I think there are 10 episodes. I did 10 weeks and completed season one. Um, and I am just in the process of um, scheduling and recording a season two. So that will okay. come shortly. If you sign my, if you're interested in all this stuff, my, my suggestion is to sign my uh, email list. I send out an email about once every two weeks, once every week, or really it's been once every two weeks um, in the last six months. Um, and so it's not intrusive, uh, but it'll keep you up to date on all the things. Okay, great. Great. Well, Thank you so much for for being on the program. I think it's a really important topic that just doesn't about a lot because of the reasons that you mentioned before, all of the stigma around it, and it really is important. And as you said, it would be nice a world. <laughs> um, yeah, you know when people can <laughs> have really really relationships with each other and with ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Dr. Mara, I'm so grateful to be on your show. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, no, yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, let's do it again. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you have a very nice evening, and um, and stay cool. Thank you so much. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. And we're back. If you just... This is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpell.com. I'm just going to talk uh, a little while, um, sort of a continuation of what I started last week. Um, last week I was talking about um, some of the lessons that I'm sort of working on, putting, kind of figuring out what they were because I felt a real when I was away, for, um, but one of the lessons had to do with um, slowing down. And, you know, when I was away, the weather was beautiful up 
in the Northeast, and I was outside all the time, but just enjoying the slowness of summer and uh, really appreciating being on vacation, even though I still had some work that I did. And then when I came back, I was suddenly, you know, overloaded with a lot of work, trying to catch up, and at the same time, is extremely hot here in Texas. I think it's, you know, this is the longest stretch of over 100 degrees, um, degree days that we've had ever since any time since I've lived here in the last almost 20 years. And um, and I feel like the combination of work, 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 throwing myself into work and the heat is very overwhelming. And I got to the point where I caught up and I could have just kept working a lot and getting ahead and making and working on all different projects, but I had to slow myself down. And remember that joyful feeling that I had um, while I was aware I wasn't working so hard. And I I think that joyful feeling helped me to be able to deal with uh, what's going, the things that are going on in the world. I didn't close myself off to um, important issues in the world, but I was better able to handle it. And I remembered feeling, remembering, finding myself that I can feel safe and also seriousness about um, problems in the world at um, the same time. And I'm able to be more compassionate. I have more energy to help other people when I'm in touch with that joy and with that feeling of um, steadiness rather than feeling overwhelmed. Um, there's a saying, um, pay yourself first in the financial world that you, that when you of bills, it's important to put some money away for savings. Um, and I think that that's, that really applies to um, emotional, uh, your emotional savings, that we need to take care of ourselves in order to be there for other people. And I started thinking about the whole issue of being in sync with the seasons. And when it's really hot, it's exhausting to work all the time and to or to be constantly socially active, to be always busy. We to kind of take the clue from nature. Um, when it's hot, we need to rest. We may need to make time to rest, to cool down. And... Um, and so I've made it a point, even when I'm busy, to take time every day to either meditate, um, to read uh, a good book, um, a fiction book. I like to read a mis- I like to read mysteries, um, to listen to a, a good book that's just enjoyable, to watch something enjoyable on TV. And to just be, to just enjoy 
being and not running around. And there is a temptation when the weather, when the um, light, the amount of light that we have during the day is longer, there's a temptation to cram more things in. But when it's so hot, it's really important to to not to not do that to spend time just being lazy in the lazy days of summer it's okay to be lazy without guilt to spend time being lazy and when we spend time being quote unquote lazy it gives us the energy to then really be more creative and in the projects that we're working on and the work that we do and in the work that we do to help the world. So taking breaks is really important and listening to the seasons um, is really important. The heat is exhausting and we, if we don't want to be heat exhaust, we need to take time to just relax. And then there's some practical to do to stay cool during these um, very, very hot days so that we don't overheat, literally. Um, so I looked up some, some um, recommendations for staying cool and not overheating, staying rested. One Number one thing, um, the number one thing is staying hydrated. So it's really important to drink um, it's really important not to overdo alcohol or caffeine, but to drink a lot of water and to eat fruits and vegetables that are high in water, like watermelon, um, cucumbers, um, very, the very cooling vegetables uh, and fruits are really, really helpful in helping our body to stay cool. And you know, when it's really hot outside like this, it's important to stay indoors during the heat of the day. And if you want to get outside and be out in the sunshine and be out um, in the in the open air to exercise, um, do that in the morning or do that in the evening and spend the day indoors. So, you know, take the tip, tips from southern some countries in uh, South America and Central America taking a siesta in the afternoon. That's not a bad idea to spend the hottest part of the day indoors relaxing. Um, it's also another foundation is to um, keep our electrolytes high by um, drinking drinking water that has um, minerals in it. Um, there, you know, that's really important. Magnesium is important to help us to um, maintain our body temperature regulation. Potassium is very important. It's a very important electrolyte because that is what keeps our heart functioning. So making sure to not have large amounts of soda and sugary drinks, which deplete potassium, and um, eating foods that are high in potassium, like bananas and oranges, can be very helpful. Um, 
pace yourself. And that's the bottom line is pacing yourself. You don't have to do everything. And you don't have to accept. I know that people want to get out because they've been in away from people, isolated for the last two and a half years. Um, you don't have to accept every social invitation. It's okay to say no sometimes and just relax. So um, on that note, we're going to end a little bit earlier to relax. And I want, you know, I'm going to um, start writing blogs about the many lessons that I've learned on, on my trip. And I'll be talking about that a bit more. And let me fill you in on what's coming up next week. So next week we will be back with another live show on August 7th. And we'll be joined by co-authors Chad Hanstead and Kathy Sparrow. And they'll be on to discuss their new children's book, which is the first of a series with illustrators James Koenig and Jacob Gray. And it's actually, this book is actually available in English and in Spanish, and it's called Stanky and Cece Break the Rules. And in this book, Stanky is a Jeep and Cece is a dog, and they soon discover that each adventure holds the opportunity for important life. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, get those website links that we talked about the program and the link to the app that we discussed, then those will be posted later tonight along with the podcast on my website, drmarikartel.com. And you can also hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G talk radio.com slash your golden years. And you can also find it on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for upcoming shows and events. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by AMightyGoodTime.com. Thank you to my guests, and thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember... Youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.
Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Thank you.